BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to the Woodbird Theater. We now present Off Book. Off Book, the improvised musical podcast with Zach and Jess. Ready? Set Brett. <laughs> Sorry, Scott, I was a sucker for the rhyme. Ready, set, Brett. That's the name of my punk band. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Off Book Improvised Musical Podcast with Zach and Jess. That one is Zach Reno. That one's Jessica McKenna. We got Scott Passarella, King of Pianist. Pianist of King. We got Brett Morris, that feeling when the chord hits. We got Dana Wiggins, the boom in this room on the throne of Isaka. Oh, and you know what else we got? What? You can feel it, it's starting out, it's coming up from my toes. Shaking its way up my shins to my knees, I suppose. Give it a little wiggle and waggle till it dips right into my hips. And it's getting new to my shoulders shaking. Can you look at, can you look at this? Ah, I got that summertime feeling. I got that summertime feeling. Ooh, it's so revealing. When you got that, ooh, summertime feeling. Ooh, yeah. You all right there, buddy? Why are we panicking? Fred is turning knobs like a mad scientist who <laughs> things have gone horribly awry. Are you realizing that you were a little loud? Yeah, 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 you were. It's okay. I you, thought we could resolve it at the end of the song, but I appreciate it. Honestly? You're a pro. It's such, like, summertime, though. It's so summertime. Sometimes Ooh. it's a little too loud and it's a little too hot. Ooh.
one, Zach. <laughs> This is so embarrassing. Scott I forgot my co-host name and I called her Wayne. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> it's just the Wayne. subtlety of you doing slightly not summer things. Hey, thanks. A fly that got into this room. <laughs> I guess bugs are about in the summer. Bugs are about in the summer. Bugs are about in the summer. <laughs> Welcome to this fan band episode of Off Book, where we hang out still in Brett and Dana's Airbnb. Airbnb. <laughs> okay, here's what I'll say. We got four West Coasters v. one East Coaster. Hell and yeah. West Coast, Best Coast, of course. That's an uneven matchup. That's four v. one. But here's what I'm going to give you. <laughs> Big D Wick. <laughs> yup. <laughs> here's Dwick. one. That's me. Dwick. Here's one. Here's one firmly. Dwick. Here's one firm in the East Coast column. Summertime specific. Fireflies, aka lightning bugs, aka oh, magic, magic, the magic. Hell yeah. Best. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The best. Love. So amazing. So nice. enchanting. Love them so much. And they're also, they're hanging out in the Midwest. They're hanging out in the Southeast. They're basically just not west of the Rockies, as it, far as I can tell. I think ah. like eight years ago was the first time I ever saw one <gasps> at, at, at a, a friend's wedding in North uh, Carolina. North Carolina. Ooh, was the first time I know I, Zach's life. He's <laughs> talking about Ben and Madeline. Ben and Madeline's <laughs> wedding in North Carolina. Wonderful time. Still married. Great job. Love them. Married once. Didn't stop. Love them. Kept it going. Stop. The Love streak them. continues unbeaten, undefeated. <laughs> so it was the first time I ever saw fireflies. And, and, and how did and, it make you feel? Would not believe my eyes. <laughs> I saw <laughs> some fireflies. <laughs> <laughs> But honestly, <laughs> they think me rude, but I would just stand and stare at these fireflies right before my eyes, flying around everywhere.
believe your eyes When in me no more fireflies Do what fireflies do City. <laughs> I assume an owl, but yeah, which, but but which, which owl? owl? I'm saying the one from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Whose name is Owl? Who's I, a titular owl, have a Are you about to say nominee. Something? For I mayor, have a nominee for the mayor, for mayor of, of Owl City. City. The, it's honestly so helpful when we, when we name the episode early on. Yeah. Who's <laughs> <laughs> your nominee the for City. the male, mayor of Owl, owl City. City? The owl from Animal Crossing. Oh, Blathers. Or Celeste. Blathers is a I love, love the... I love it. Anyway, that's it. Great yeah, nominee. Blathers, Blathers, Blathers is Blathers on the, is Blathers is the, is the on museum the curator. <laughs> Blathers' sister, Celeste, who runs the... Um, beautiful, beautiful name. Gift shop in some versions and other shops. Derived from celestial, which means of the stars, of the heavens. Great job. The only other, I mean, there's got to be more owls than this, but I was just thinking of um, Owl from Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time oh, yeah. that turns its head upside down. Uh, well, what yeah. about any of the guardians of Gahul? I don't give a fuck about a single <laughs> one of the guardians of Gahul. Well, that's not very nice of you. <laughs> I mean, they're guard- I didn't say it was. Zach, they're guarding Gahul. Jessica? <laughs> and I cannot stress this enough. All of Gahul. <laughs> can get bent. I don't, know, I don't know what it is. Zach, that's a whole, that's a whole, that's a whole town. That's Are a you whole... sure? Are you certain that it's a town? I think it might be more than a town. I think it's a whole, like, country. Gahool? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. You gotta guard it, though, because people are constantly trying to get into Yeah, it seems really popular. Listen, listen, this is a... Prepare this is for a our, here's our one-for-one recap of the plot of Guardians of Gahool. Now it... Long ago, there were some owls, and they lived in a harmony. Up in trees, you can see one, two, three. The village spread. They had said, This is where we will live, and that is the way it went on and on and on. But then there were hawks who came and they flew, and they were not into the peaceful thing they do. So they stole that old tome, that ancient old book that gave the owls magic with one piercing look but the guardians rose to save
side story. When they were talking about building a bridge, their neighbors in Terabithia knew just how that did. And the little owl did build a bridge to his land. And he walked on that bridge, magic book, back in hand. But he walked right back to The bridge through Terabithia goes also to Kahul And there is one way we'll have this as just one rule That we'll live together the book for not one And that's how the story is over, it's done When I guard Kahul and Kahul And the bridge to Terabithia Is Gahul the sound that owls make? We've been saying they say who, but do they say Gahul? Gahul. We do, in fact, now have to look up the actual plot of the Guardians. I was going to say, normally, like for the record, I rarely follow all the verbal content that you guys are throwing out because I'm busy playing piano. But that time you were engrossed in the story. Yes, that time I understood it perfectly. Is the end uh, point of what I'm saying? I almost forgot about that movie. And there how is actually an apostrophe it in it, which is pretty cool. So it's based. What is that? Where, a, where's the apostrophe? Uh, G H apostrophe H O O L E. It's a hool belonging to Gah. Gah, yeah. Okay. Legend of the Guardians, Guardians of Gahul. So this is also a book series. I'm unsurprised to learn that. Okay. Guardians of the Gal- Guardians of Gahul, sorry. Guardians of Gahul is a fantasy book series written by Catherine Lasky and published by Scholastic. The series contains a total of 16 books. Um, okay. I'm going to pause you really quick. Did you just say 16 books? <laughs> yeah. 16? Man, Gahul must be getting this- attacked frequently. <laughs> the series follows the adventures of Soren, a young barn owl, for the first six books, but follows Nyrok, Soren's nephew, later named Corin, for books seven through eight. Um, His name is less of a pun, but that's okay. Uh, okay, I need to just find the movie because I don't, I can't go through all of these these. Well, okay, can't or won't. I mean, I can, but you know, none of us want you to. Um, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Legends of the Guardians: The Owls of Gahul is a 2010 3D computer animated. Adventure film directed by Zack Snyder. Release the Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. First of all, shocked to learn that the movie is not called Guardians of Gahul. I know. Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Ghoul. It's called the Owls of Ghoul. In Legend of the Guardians, Soren, who who loves listening to stories, is kidnapped and brought by the Pure Ones to St. Angela's Homes for Orphaned Owls, led by Metalbeak and Nira, where the owlets are brainwashed into becoming soldiers. Soren befriended Gil... Gilfy and later escape the facility to find the island of Gahul with newfound friends and together fight against an evil army. So he does become a soldier. Yeah. Even though he was like, I gotta get out of this soldier program. Plot. <laughs> okay, Liz, da 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 da. Now, fought the, against the evil pure ones. Now, now it, what is, here's the question. Yeah. Well, hold on, I want to make sure that you, you, you I mean, you're on a mission here, the, so I want to make sure that you get the sort of closure that you I need. just want to, this is very, the plot description is really, really, really long. Yeah. Everyone knows the synopsis should be the length of the script. That's how you don't miss anything. Here's, I just like the start of this paragraph. The owls stay in the tree of Gahul for a long time. Okay. All right. Now, the, there's a tree of Gahul. That's important information. Now, do you think at any point... And Gahul is an island. Gahul is an island and there's a big tree on it. Yeah. Do you think at any point Zack Snyder had the idea to be like, what if one of these owls was sitting on the edge of the tree and the other owl was like, drop kicks that first owl right out of the tree (laughs) and screams, this is Gahul. Or did he not do the movie The 300? Um, I think he did. I think he did too. I'm sorry. That... I didn't know. I remember that quote. I don't think I've seen that movie. Um, the only important part of that movie is the man kicks a man into a well and shouts, this is Sparta. Gotcha. That's all You've matters. now seen the movie. I don't understand who the pure ones are. 
Well, there's some Reddit threads that could sort of illuminate that for you, Jessica. But I recommend you stay away. I feel like I thought they were like another type of bird, but I'm not getting a description of them. One second. I need to just close this because I, I feel like I remember them being hawks or something. I that feel like I was right. pulling that from no, something. No, no, no. That sounds right. Uh, uh, no, I hate when that happens. Sorry. On. Sorry. You can cut this, Brett. But you probably don't want to. Cause Wait. Uh, yeah, because like, because it says the pure ones are the main antagonistic force in the movie. Blah blah blah. Um, they are founded on an ideology of Taito owl superiority, and their main goal is they're to take owls. over. They're 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 owls. Owls. They're, they're owl supremacists. Okay, the yeah. pure ones are owls. They do. Here's what I'll say: they do wear helmets. <laughs> Listen. If there is ever uh, a visual descriptor of a bad guy, it's that all of them wear helmets. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Can I just give some love to Magneto? He's like the best villain. He's great. He's such a good villain. He's a good villain because you understand you, it. And yeah, he vacillates and he's compelling. Then you're not going to hear an <laughs> argument. You're not going to hear an argument from me that Magneto is a bad guy. I don't need to argue. I, you know, just does anyone, everyone agree? He, he rules. Here's a question. Definitely vacillates. He, mm-hmm. Yeah, which is cool. I mean, like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't mean he's a good guy. I mean, he's a good character. He's yes. a, like a well-designed character who is then. And you very, agree? You agree with everything he does? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who is then additionally well, brilliantly acted by Ian McKellen? Like. Like it's just such oh, yeah. that's such a good rendering of a of a villain. I mean, are we talking like movie X Men Magneto? Absolutely. Yeah. If we're talking like I'm twelve and I have a trading card of Magneto, I look oh. at him and I go, okay, so you can move metal, and this guy can move anything with his mind. Eh. So uh, I, I like the limitation yeah. though of a superpower. Yeah. Like if it's just like yeah, everything fair. goes, Same. I like a good just magnet rule. Yes. I do yes. too, but I do wish that every time Wolverine's claws came out because he says they hurt, if he yells <laughs> <laughs> real, real loud, owie. Ouch. I wish she did that. All right, back. I, I wish every, myself I wish every, today <laughs> when I let my claws come out. I wish he screamed owie. I wish that every time Magneto tried to pick up his cell phone, it like didn't work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Also, I, also Michael Fa- Michael Fassi as young Mag. I mean, the whole mm. presentation mm. of Magneto. I can't name a one bad Magneto <laughs> actor. Claps. Mm. <laughs> uh, Michael, said, Michael mm. Fassi giving me that Nito vibes. Yeah. Michael Fassi. Is that like mm. the opposite of the Joker curse where like if you play Magneto, you just become more well-respected yeah. as an actor? And like yeah. Better, yeah. He's right? like sexy as hell. He, mm. he's, ex- he's extremely <laughs> We get to see looking. him be a true good guy for, for like a whole movie, which is like That's pretty right. dope. Mm. Love that. Also, who doesn't like a good guy, bad guy who used to be best friends and still sort of have love for each other? Yeah, like they like I mean, touch sometimes. Not, nothing. <laughs> yeah, like the hero and the villain. Put on the DL. They bring each other's DMs. Monday through Friday, fight slash destroy the world again. Become the weekend. The gauntlets are off. And so are the rest of their clothes.
when you do that going fast yeah i'm trying to think do they, they don't always have bumps they don't always have bumps. yeah i'm trying to i was like i feel like i'm not hitting bumps a lot no but there are some lanes of a freeway that are, are delineated probably on like long haul freeways when they yeah, want to yeah, make yeah. sure and yeah. i'm not talking about those outside of the freeway lines that sure. make you wake up that makes when, you rumble when you're a truck driver and your workload is unreasonable the rumble, rumble. So you're falling <laughs> the rumble, rumble do you remember the rumble pack Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, the thing that you attach to your N64 controller that yeah. just like... Mildly vibrated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd say not mildly. It was it was pretty intense, wasn't it? It felt... That was innovative. That was the Whoa. first rumble. Y'all thought that was intense. I guess I'm the only hardcore one here. <laughs> wow. yeah. I guess out of the five of us, I'm the most hardcore. I, I, I don't think it had like levels. It was basically just like insane shaking. I didn't off, like it. I, I took called. it off. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't for every time. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, it was Changed just the game. 
changed the game. Changed the game. We have now Rumble the, ever since. We've had Rumble ever since. Yeah. Now the PS5 controllers have what they call haptic feedback, which is like just no, small, break that down for small me. rumbles. Small, break that down. Small, what does haptic mean? What's the what's the it's touch? Here's the thing. Okay. I don't know, but let yeah. me tell you what it does. Okay. <laughs> this would be the sort of thing where like if you are pulling a trigger to let's say blast off a spaceship. I do that. As you start to pull it, it uh-huh. rumbles a little bit and the trigger gives you resistance so that mm. like you feel the force of what you are trying to do. <sighs> That's fun. It is it is it is a little bit <laughs> It's immersive in a small oh, way. It is good. You need some resistance. <laughs> really am troubled by I, I am cursed with a um, occasionally unintentional sarcastic tone <laughs> I, I, knew what, I both fun. saw that you were being sincere and knew what Scott was reacting to yeah yeah now Scott of all people will understand the importance of resistance as keyboards are sometimes built with absolutely no resistance you want those weighted keys you want right? those weighted keys weight is important you need a resistance, a little pushback, a little haptic touch. Don't you know about that? Just like in Star Wars, the resistance is key. It brings so much to you. So to me From good to great It's when Giles Corey says More That is the problem with doing a... Oh, sorry, Brett, what's up? Oh, I'm just going to point out 
this is probably not to anyone's taste, but in, in terms of resistance, are you about to say something really distasteful? No. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there's a uh, there's an artist who's almost like a um, Banksy. No, oh, yeah, Banksy. No, just kidding. <laughs> His name is Author and Punisher, and he's like a uh, uh, almost like a one man band, but he's amazing because he builds all these incredible contraptions that almost look truly painful. Like there's like a um, giant like metal cylinder that he has to rotate to make mm. one of his sounds. And then he has like giant levers that he's like working to, to yeah. seem like, hard. and it's all just to push, you know, like a button, like basically what Scott does, but there's something great about that. I think like he has like throat mics. Oh my that, gosh. Um, and he makes so much like black like metal a, music. Like a performance art where it's like, this yeah. music is made through struggle. Right. As opposed to what Scott does, which is bullshit and just pushes him. <laughs> right. He's not I've even sweating. Never seen Scott try. I, <laughs> Scott just sort of like shows up, plugs in his whatever, and, and then he fucks presses a, a bunch he, of yeah. buttons. Fucks around for an hour and a half. <sighs> it's just like a kid in an elevator. You know, he's just like, how about this one? How he's about like, this well, one? No, we're not going to floor seven. He's like, well, I want to hit floor seven. He's a regular elf. <laughs> Does that is that a scene from the movie Elf? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Will Ferrell gets in and he presses a button and he goes ooh like a Christmas tree and then he presses them all as you do. Look, I'd be lying if I didn't say like I would love to have four people operating a bellows as I play yeah. and just do like it some heavy industrial like levels of work. But yeah. did you all- wait? You know what I just said? You know what I'd love to do. Four other people do all the physical yeah, yeah, work yeah. for me. Yeah. You'd like to achieve that artistic thing that Brett was describing with help. Yeah. yeah. I'd like yeah. someone else to struggle so that my art is meaning. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you all remember being pretentious? Yeah. I think anyone that, I mean, like. Certain, you know, being 20? Yes. <laughs> and being like, um, oh, oh, I just had my, my mind expanded and I'm like, I, I'm like. Like I'm be- about beliefs to, wise, pretentious, little, right? Like not necessarily beliefs, just like tastes and like feeling, v- starting to feel very adult, and then having like a heightened understanding of how adult you are when you're still maybe not. I have, oh, I have maybe. two, I have two somewhat disparate thoughts on this. One specifically in college, when I feel like that's entering the age zone yeah. when that starts to happen, my college improv team would like constantly make fun of things for being pretentious. I think that was my introduction like to the word. And so it was immediately flagged for me as a thing you did not want to do. Oh, um, I feel like everyone I was friends with was extremely pretentious <laughs> until we all like, were like, Oh, this is exhausting. And, and then th- we grew out of and it. And the flip side <laughs> was, I think that even in doing that, we ourselves were also pretentious. Now I will say, I'm about to throw shade at a very specific era of UCB shows. Anyone that came, <laughs> yeah, this is actually, <laughs> <Great. laughs> this, yep. this is actually, at, at UCB around 2010. Hell yeah. I feel like <laughs> I came from, you know, just you and I have theater degrees. So like we saw a lot of that college theater and we're in a lot of that college theater. Yes. A lot of people come to UCB, our improv theater, without those backgrounds. Yes. And so the theater is their place to like get the beginnings of that education. And I saw a lot of stuff at UCB where I, where like people were older post-college were like, and we're blowing your minds with like, this is, we're doing this. And we come out into the audience and, and we do like, that's a bad example, but like stuff was done at UCB as if it was like cutting edge art. And I'm like, y'all, this is what, this is what every theater school is. I'm just yeah. thinking like specifically we, we were like, what if we raked the stage and we were barefoot and everything was a whisper? Yes. Like it was like yes. very pretentious, oh, yeah. but it was just, you know, in like a cute little, you're finding your way way. Not like, not it also comes full circle because some of that stuff like in that setting is like, Oh, they thought it was big at the time. And then it comes back. Like there are versions of that same thing that absolutely are mind blowing in a theatrical sense. Oh, of course. Like there's not, it's not like there's no merit to it. It's just your, your self aggrandized idea around your place in it is the pretentious part. I'll tell you 
I'll just I'll drag myself the most pretentious thing drag I can, her drag I can you. remember myself you drag saying you. is drag okay you. so my senior year <laughs> me and three friends did a road trip to Minneapolis to go to Kushner Fest at the Guthrie uh, so <laughs> that's no that's a wow. sentence that's not even the most pretentious part so um the first night he he was workshopping a production there that he ended up I guess like a sort of abandoning which was called um, the intellectual homosexuals guide to the universe with a focus on capitalism and socialism or something wow. like that. Great. Um, and it was sort of like, it was sort of an August Osage County vibe, like family all takes place in a house. Um, three acts, you know, a lot of big ideas. Uh, um, I kind of remember, I remember liking it. Um, and then the next day, we saw Carolina change, which is incredible. Yes. Um, but I literally said to my friends at intermission, one of the two intermissions in the long, long play, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm smart enough to understand this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of those sentences that haunts me. Yeah. I feel like what a little twerp. I feel like I was like in my uh, three quarters of my year were like basic ass like small town upbringing, which like, you know, there were like cultured people within that, but it was like pretty, like pretty like basic and whatever. But then going to camp, which I've talked about before on this podcast, um, the kids were all from New York city, super like, I mean, super cultured and like well-versed, but within that, like, you know, specific kids were extremely, extremely pretentious and they were like 12 it was like 12 and 13 so you had like these absolute savants like music savants then being like like just whatever and then now i look back being like basically that's what you sound like when you're pretentious and you're 14 okay sorry it's called the the intelligent homosexuals guide to capitalism and socialism with a key to the scriptures um and i love tony kushner and like and i still think that it, it is cool to see complicated plays, but the sentence is so ridiculous. I think it's yeah. great that you were smart enough to understand that. <laughs> I think you it's were so smart cool enough. that you But were I also smart probably enough. didn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I pro- there's probably tons of stuff that got past me. And also, like, I don't think a play should just be, like, dense ideas. You also have to imagine that plays like that sort of self-correct in their audience for what they're going to get out of it. Like... I think there's the the person that you are imagining not descri- understanding that play is likely not at that play. That's true. <laughs> I know, but that now I've come all the way around where then I'm like, then what is this for? Like, what is this oh, sort of like? And that's fair. This like, like that very is where theater small, gets up its own butt. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what is this like uh, for for nobody stuff? But um, I don't think that about Tony Kushner. He's a genius. Um, but <laughs> but that look, that, he, look he, he listens to every episode, so we need to make this clear. Hey, you know, you know that I, you know that I've met him because he married my friends. And his, both of them. He married. Well, he's in a. He's in a. He's in a polyamorous. A polyamorous we, the, can't the, we, as English speakers, all just invent a word for that that isn't also marry? Like, he officiated their wedding. Eh, it's yeah, not as fun. I know, yeah, and it was yeah. truly insanely beautiful. The the things that he said, but um, but where I was coming from this in the first place is sorry. This is just me really rambling about myself. But um, when you're talking about that art artist, Brett, it made me think of um going to museums at that age and really trying to pretend that you like it all and being like, <laughs> I have to like all this art because oh, right. I'm, I want to be seen as like smart mm-hmm. and I need to like this art so I can be smart. And I went, to, <laughs> I went to this museum with two of my friends, um, uh, in Berlin and they were having a special, the special exhibit of the time. They're like rotating exhibit was called pain. <laughs> And I was just like, I remember feeling just because it was like far enough along in the trip, I felt comfortable enough with them to be like, this sucks. This is terrible. And this is nothing. There was one of the like displays was going into a room with a terrible sound. Right. And they were both trying to be like, I don't know. It was kind of interesting. And I was like, no, no, it's terrible. Like, like it's I don't want to go into a room where it's just a terrible sound. This is my, uh, this is my cold take on what's wrong with sleep no more. Right. 
There's like parts of Sleep No More are fantastic. Like for those of you that don't know, Sleep Sleep No More. Dana has a ramp up sound. Oh, oh yeah, you're you're hitting her right between the eyes. You right? love Sleep No More so much. <laughs> I do so love much. Sleep No More so There's much. There's a lot about Sleep No More that I think is really like. For those of you that don't know, Sleep No More is a basically like walk through immersive production of Hamlet question mark. It doesn't it's matter. Art. And you, there's like four floors and you can explore and there's like quests that you can do if the right actor gives you the right thing. And on paper, it is exactly the kind of thing that I'm hundred percent down for. I think the production of it is amazing, but at its core, what it actually is a lot of the time is watching people do interpretive dance in various places. Yeah. Um, I liked I mean, it. it and actually, I feel like that I'm somebody who would be like, like I get what they're trying to do and it's like a little annoying, but I feel like that because I've gone twice and I feel like that I did just sort of like, I like the idea of being like you get split up from like people that you've come with. It's a very like solo experience. You lean into it. I definitely, I got pulled into like a weird little room and had like a Where, little like a man gave you a somebody. kiss or something. That's how. Okay, no, <laughs> no, no, they, they, the, the, the man didn't give me a kiss. There, <laughs> there was, there is a woman Dana? that there is a woman that I know would pull men and give them kisses, but I did get pulled in. I don't remember. It's so like a, a tiny room. She was the only one in this room. And then she definitely yeah. got a kiss. And then he, no one else would know except the for man. Dana. I was like, <laughs> and I was like, this is really immersive and cool to me. <laughs> no, I did not get kissed, but I got I got into a cool little weird room. I don't know, but I get what it's you're like saying. I get what you're saying. Sober peyote trip. All of that. All of that is cool. Theater kids. My biggest. Here's yeah. my. Here's my. Uh, my my pro strat guide to sleep no more. Here's the things you need to know. One, it cycles. So like you can follow one person for a whole hour. It's three hours long, but if you jump from thing to thing, you may never not, you may never see one continuous loop. And they don't tell you that going in Two, a man might not pull you into another room. That might be an experience that someone else has there that you never have. You have to lock eyes with them and then they see which you is hard to do through them. the masks that everyone is wearing I think well, I would get pulled I always get pulled to be magicians see it's the most pretentious thing you've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> well um, it beeped why did it beep uh, is it done he was tired of that story <laughs> fair, <laughs> enough. fair enough fair. it just does that at an hour for some reason oh. and the listeners beep, won't beep. hear it yeah oh <laughs> listeners can you put a beep in for them <laughs> yeah I could do that that feels great just tell good. us if Brett actually put a beep in yeah, let us know. <laughs> I feel like... Um, in the comments if you like the beep. Oh, my other... Not... Blah, blah, blah. If you go to Sleep No More, do the earliest show, go at seven, like get there at seven and then do like... like Don't just follow one person, like run around then you can actually like get the whole thing. Because... Or not... You're never going to get the whole thing in, in one You'll chunk. Never. You have to come back multiple times. They want you to come back you. so many times. You got to gotta sleep some more, more like it. Sleep some more. Oh, and there's a nude person. There's nude the people. first thing I saw. Great. Got off an elevator, <laughs> three nude people and one person That's wearing like a demon <laughs> head. Listen, sleep no more is cool. It is cool though. And you can't, yeah, you listen, can see an exorcist. Listen, it's cool. Is to, it, it's I think cool. It's, it's a little pretentious to say it's not cool. That's my hot take. Yeah, you got to be careful. Because yeah. okay. It's not cool. Because I don't know for normal people how many experiences there are like that. Or like, I'd never been to something like that. But normal people, you know, but for Sally not, Rooney's like, book, normal people. Yeah, that's the most pretentious thing I've said. <laughs> Wait for me. Now here's, here's, here's another thing that's the opposite of what we're talking about. Me randomly singing a song from Town. No. Okay. Mm. Uh, that is great. Yeah. So Taco Bell and Cheez-Its are doing a collaboration. I want one. They're doing two. My friends drove there because it's only at the Irvine Test Kitchen. Okay, I knew because I I tried to look to see if it was out and it was not out. And they don't seem to be doing a greater rollout, which is a national shame. Wait, really? And I never even got a Mexican pizza. They're, they're still, still there. They're still getting it. Well, every time you go, you'll go to, there'll go, be a sign that's like, we're out on Mexican pizza. Yeah. They'll, they'll bring you There'll be more. ever had the Frito Burrito? Have you ever had a Frito burrito flying in the sky? (laughs) Have you ever had that burrito? So have I. (laughs) Have you ever seen a Cheeto be the base of a snack? Have you ever had that Tostito? You're coming back. And there'll be me. 
making something out of beans and they'll be me. What song is this? It's from The Wrestler. Okay. <laughs> no, I thought you knew. No, I thought you were finding it. I, and knew, I was like, I thought can't you were change just key. Doing, like Neil Diamond. If I change key, we'll 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 be forever lost. <laughs> Have you ever seen a one-legged dog? No, no. no. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a three-legged dog. <laughs> a one-legged yes. dog. Have you ever seen a three-legged dog? Have you ever seen a like? It's a. It's Bruce Springsteen. It's that movie, The Wrestler. I think the song's called The Wrestler. I think it won right. best song at Mickey the Oscars. Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Yes, yeah. he looks like. Have busted. you ever seen a one-legged dog, three-legged dog? Then you've seen me. And then the chorus is like, and you've seen me. Okay, here's another great movie song. Does any of the songs from uh, Crazy Heart? What about those? Jeff Bridges. Those are very. Ryan good. Bingham, who's in Yellowstone. Um, okay, great. These are just for me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I met Ryan Bingham. I oh, met wow. him too at the airport. I scared him. <laughs> I was going through security next to him, and I was like, "You're really good." He screamed, <laughs> he screamed in his face. He really went like, "Oh, oh, yeah, thank you so much." Oh. I'm like, ah. so you're great on the show, but your music is really incredible. He's oh, appreciate it. He went, ah. and he went, wow. <laughs> he screamed. <laughs> TSA. <laughs> All right. We got to close this out with one more song. None of these half, these half measures that I'm throwing out like my pretentious self. I am and was pretentious. I own it. I work on it. Listen. No. You can't have your nose up in the okay. air. I, I think, think no. you got to you got you got you got to enjoy what you enjoy. I thank you so much, but I definitely used to be way more. But I feel like it's a very common 20-year-old yeah, yeah, school thing. Th- I do think th- like pretentiousness aside, I think 20 young 20s in college specifically know more than a lot of people. They actually do and that should be respected a little bit. Oh. Because, like I think cuz if you're just out of a great course and like you paid attention and you learned a this lot of stuff. This is the sweetest take I've ever heard. You that's know so more nice. about really, that. You're defending the, I mean, yeah, I think that's really sweet. Yeah, that's I think, a good point. I, think I don't, I I don't think even hate it to be sweet. Like I think it's I know, your brain I, is I, fresh I and agree alive. With you. And I think, I think that if you're just out of college, you sort of have the long game in mind. More. I mean, like if you or imagine you know, that we replaced every single politician we had right now with 22 year olds who were just right. out of college. We would have a right. radically different system that I think in many ways would be much better than the system. If we they have. had like just come out of <laughs> economics or something and like still remembered the how it all worked, I think a lot of people just forget the specifics. No, there's an, there's another they half forget of it. what it means to be an expert on something. Whoa, Brett! Like, Brett needs to talk on the mic. <laughs> yeah. wow. I just remember like being. I remember like one of the lessons, even if you don't remember everything, is just remembering how much people do know about that. Like how high you can go in a subject that just completely melts your brain. And a lot of people just are going on gut feelings about stuff and they're stupid. You're right. (laughs) You're right. And now to do something that we just go off our guts. (laughs) (laughs) Said that on it. No, no. People who improvise in their lives are fucking stupid. (laughs) You know, advanced techniques, though. Listen, we have have, have no sort of, uh, uh, what's the other word I'm looking for is gone. We know full well what we're doing. We know it's it's the silliest. You could teach full courses on it. I think no, like I also mean like here. you had, I think also like it depends on like what you're majoring in and also like where you go. Not to say like you can't sure, get a good a education. Good like at what I, this is not like about like deep academics, but like I feel like like Emerson grade school, if you want to go work in entertainment, like the second you graduate, um, I made a lot of like dioramas <laughs> as like a 20 year old. So like in terms of like yeah. classes, right. my, it was like my, derpy. Yeah, my later theater classes were like, well, this is, this is like I'm literally not. playing games. I'm playing games. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this um, is. But I do think about some of that stuff a lot still. Um, you're right, Brett. And. But in many ways, a diorama is, is the height of learning. And really is the height is. of human achievement. Yep. Because what is a diorama but a perfect encapsulation of a bigger thing in a more digestible form that you made to your own specifications? The world is wide. Some would say too big 
for the human mind to comprehend but what if we took what we know honestly all of it and made it small Dinosaur is fine Put a little hat And it's yours And it's mine And we'll pretend that he's A person of the time Take a step back and look at the beautiful life you've made for yourself. Put it in a tiny box if that makes it easier to see. That's your diorama. That's your diorama. Give it up for Scott Passarella, king of pianists, pianist of kings. Give it up for Brett Morris, that feeling when the chord hits, take it to the chorus. Give it up for Dana Wickens, the boom in the room, sitting on the throne that is a cajon. And as we say at the end of every episode of Off Book. If your hoot 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 is very pretty then you might be the mayor of Owl City. Bye. Kahoo.